Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 103, 103 of the NeuroEdge podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are a avid listener or a longtime listener, or this is your first time, just want to say thank you so much for being here. I know your time is your most valuable asset, so I really appreciate you taking time to spend it with me today and especially trying to make yourself better because I think that's what's going to make the world a better place if we all make ourselves better and do a good job of trying to incorporate these principles that I talk about into our lives. I think it's going to just help us live a happier and healthier existence. So the topics for today are vulnerability, recognizing your anger, emotional detachment, opting out, particularly of the media, and doing hard things. So I don't really have anything to share on my screen today. In regards to those things, it's going to be just more some random thoughts that I have myself and different things that as I do a lot of journaling, meditation, walking, thinking that I think are relevant in today's timeline of how the world is moving along. So that's what I want to talk about. Now, before I get started, as always, I'm going to remind you to hop on over to the Facebook group to join and get insiders access to ask Q&A and all the different stuff that is offered as part of the group, just so we actually have a place where we can communicate with each other and create a ecosystem where we have other people that like to talk about these topics and enjoy talking about what you enjoy listening about. So I know that's something that I enjoy having myself in different communities that I'm a part of. And that's something that I really want to create with my group. So let's get into it. The first topic is vulnerability. So I've been thinking about this idea of vulnerability lately. And I think it, especially if you're a man, might not be as hard if you're a woman, just because women are much more intuitive. They're much more feeling and sensing. But I think as men, it is harder for us to be vulnerable. And when I say vulnerable, I don't mean you have to be crying all the time or laying out your feelings constantly. I don't think that's my personality anyway to to be like that. But in vulnerability, I mean being open to sharing your experiences. So for instance, for me, starting this podcast was something that was really tough to do. I'm not an extroverted person by nature. I don't like to put myself out there. However, I felt an inner calling to say, hey, I have a message that I want to get into the world and I'm not going to be afraid of what other people might think about me or be afraid of how other people might criticize me. And not that anybody would even do that, but we always build up these things in our head of what's going to limit us and what are other people going to think about us. So I think of vulnerability more in the sense of be open to putting yourself out there and being vulnerable means, hey, I'm comfortable with who I am and I'm going to let the world know what that is. Not in an in-your-face way, but just being comfortable with yourself. And when you do that, when you interact with the world and when you go out into the world and you're talking to people and everything, people are going to appreciate that more about yourself because they're not going to sense any sort of artificial barrier that you're trying to put up as a person that may be conflicting with how you actually are. So a lot of people, we all have these masks that we put on in the world. And so when you're interacting with a certain group of people at work and then you're interacting with your friends and then you're interacting with your family, you're kind of putting on these different masks that you're using to interact with those people. And it might be to the benefit of those people or it might be to the benefit of yourself. For instance, you might put on a certain mask at work 
in order to make sure that you get paid. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that inherently. However, it goes back to the idea of vulnerability. Are we going to be comfortable with who we are in the world? Because I think what happens for a lot of people is over time, all of these different things build up within us and they create a little bit of tension. And it might be very, very small. However, as that goes over years and years and years, it starts to build up and then we become, we have this hardened exterior because we're so used to trying to please other people and we're so used to trying to create an environment in which we fit in with other people. We actually never had to go through the pain of being vulnerable. We never had to expose ourselves and have vulnerability to what was going on. So I think it can be in that sense, just in how you show up in the world, but then also too, in terms of sharing your feelings and sharing how you feel about things. I know for me as a man, it is tougher to maybe verbalize how I feel about some things because I just want to internalize that and just say, okay, suck it up, move on to the next one. Which to a certain extent, I think we should all be able to do because I'm gonna, as I'm gonna talk about later in the episode, part of life is just doing hard things. But in terms of vulnerability, it's okay to share how you feel with other people and it's okay to be open and honest about your feel and people are going to appreciate you more if you have radical openness, radical transparency, radical honesty about how you really feel about things. And I think you're just gonna overall have a higher quality of life instead of trying to behold yourself to some standard that may be really, really tough to reach, just be open and vulnerable and understand that you're going to mess up. It is okay to have mistakes in whatever you're going to do. I've made plenty of mistakes myself and a lot of people around the world that have achieved any sort of success, most likely got there through a series of mistakes. So I think a lot of it too, if you're a type A person and you always got good grades in school and you always did the right thing, it's harder to admit failure. People would almost, and I'm reading this book called Mindset by Carol Dweck right now. People would almost rather, or most, a lot of people, if they have what's called a fixed mindset, they would rather stay at the level that they're at if they know that they're going to be good at it rather than pushing themselves and knowing that although they might not be as good as they are now because they're pushing themselves to the next level and trying to get better, they're not adding more weight onto the bar. They're more comfortable with looking how they are now than making progress and actually getting better. And that just goes back to a fixed mindset. Is that how you think about yourself that, oh, I can't really push myself because where I'm at right now, I'm comfortable and everything is hunky-dory. Part of life is moving outside your comfort zone. And again, that goes back to being vulnerable. Are you open and willing to accept criticism, accept challenge in front of you and be vulnerable and be okay with messing up? And it sounds kind of cliche to say, but if you really dig deep under the surface, what does your life look like? Are you doing that? I know that's something that I am challenging myself to do right now is to push myself outside of my comfort zone, do things that I'm uncomfortable with and be vulnerable and be open. And at least you're going to make progress towards the goal of whatever it is that you feel called to. So that's just a little bit about vulnerability. The next thing I want to talk about is recognizing your anger. So when it comes to anger, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately is how do we respond when we get angry about something? And I say that in terms of how fast do you recognize that you got angry? So here's a really easy example. Driving down the road, then all of a sudden 
And this actually happened to me a couple of days ago. All of a sudden, someone is just pulling over in your lane and they're about to hit you. Or they're cutting you off and you have to swerve or do something. The immediate human reaction, one, because you're driving a car, so you're doing something that actually is pretty intense and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily something that's, if you actually think about it, you're driving 70 miles an hour in a 2,000 pound piece of metal. It's pretty, that's high speed. It's something that for the human is a pretty intense experience. We kind of get normalized to it because we do it all the time. But so someone pulls you over, cuts you off in traffic. Your immediate reaction is get angry. Oh, I want to give that person the finger. How fast do you recognize that 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 you got angry? And then how fast are you able to come down from that? I know for me at one point in my life, you get stuck in the real world. So you get stuck in the ego of these things. So you get stuck in, okay, I'm going to indulge my anger, flip that person off, get road rage, follow up behind them, you know, for whatever. And then some people take that to the extreme and then they get into physical fist fights and confrontations or whatever. But it's all your choice. So you could have that thing happen to you and you say, oh, okay, I'm okay. Nobody got hurt. I'm not in an accident. Okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let that person drive down the road and I'm not even going to worry about or think about whatever that person would have done. And think about how much better your life can be if this is the mindset that we take on everything. So somebody wrongs you. And maybe you're in the right. Maybe it's completely. A lot of times there's two sides of every story. But even if you're 100% in the right, how long is it before you catch yourself on being angry and being caught up in the moment and being obsessed with that person wronged me and it's my job to make it right or get revenge or however you see it or how fast you recognize, okay, this is what I wanted. My body's going to be angry, but I'm going to remove myself. I'm going to become a third party, rational observer to the situation. And I'm going to say, I could be angry to this, or I can respond positively to it and move on with my life and think about other things. It could be things really small, again, like someone cutting you off in traffic, or it could be something really big. It could be somebody, you know, cheated you out of a business deal or lied to you or stole from you or whatever it is. How fast do you bring yourself back down? And I think if that's something that we can focus on, it's going to make our lives a lot better because we're going to be in control of our emotions. Part of being a human is we are a slave to these emotions and desires that we have as a human. And I think part of elevating our consciousness level is moving past these desires and emotions that we have and being in control of them and recognizing for what they are not completely ignoring them because they're just going to build up under the surface from that point, but recognize them for what they are and then saying, hey, okay, this is what happened. This is how I'm going to respond to it. And this is how I'm going to move on with my life. And ultimately, I think you're going to be, you're definitely going to be healthier because you're not going to have this underlying tension that is built up underneath you that you just can't get out from under. And again, that's what I think causes a lot of the chronic disease we have in our society today because so many people are walking around with this tension that they have built up within themselves. So just in summation, recognize when you are getting angry. Every time that you catch yourself being angry, even the act of you catching it is making progress towards understanding 
okay, I am a human, but I am in control of my emotions. I'm the master of the situation around me. And I am the determinant, determiner of my fate. I am the one who decides my fate. And again, it goes back to something I talk about all the time. This is a victim versus sovereign mindset. Recognize your anger and you become the sovereign individual. So next topic I wanted to talk about is emotional detachment. This recognition of anger kind of leads into this. But this is really the next level of understanding how we how we view our emotions and then detaching ourselves from them. And there's two sides to this. So you could go to one extreme and you could say, okay, I'm completely emotionally detached and then you become heartless. And then you do things that have no compassion and don't take into the consideration of others. On the flip side, you can go to the other extreme and you can be so a slave to your emotions that your life is just vulnerable. You're moody all the time. You're constantly on an emotional roller coaster. You're not in control of what's going on around you. And we want to be somewhere in the middle of those. I think closer to the former situation I described in which we are detached emotionally. But basically this idea of emotional detachment is being able to recognize, talked about recognize your anger. Emotional detachment is recognize your emotions for what they are and then trying to step back and understand and analyze why we feel a certain way. So when you get really excited about something, a lot of times that excitement overcomes us just as anger may overcome us excitement can overcome us and we get really excited about something and then all of a sudden we're wrapped up and then that's all we're thinking about and we're not taking it for what it is. I know as an entrepreneur, sometimes we have this thing called shiny object syndrome where you get really excited about one thing and then you start working on it and it just peters out after a couple of days and you were just on this emotional roller coaster. Oh, I think this is going to be a great idea. And then you stop working on it and then you don't follow through on your things. However, if you can be emotionally detached from the situation, say, okay, this is the goal. What is the goal that I am setting out to accomplish in my life? And then from there, move on and say, okay, if that's the goal, how am I going to work towards that? And anything that happens as a result of me working towards that, I'm not going to become emotionally wrapped up into. And just to give you a story example of how this has worked for me in the real world, I started a job in sales a few years ago, real estate sales. And at first, and this was just my limited point of human development at that stamp, at that, that point when I started this, I would think that if someone rejected me or whatever, that was because of something I did and not because that person might not have just been along their buying journey to the point where I was meeting them. And as you do this over and over again, you start to realize that it's not anything that you do. Everybody's kind of living their own movie in their own head. And when I made this progression of understanding that nobody is saying yes or no to me as a salesperson based on really any characteristics that I may exhibit or have that are inherent just in who I am as a human, they were just reflecting whatever stage and standpoint they were along the buying journey of whatever their situation was. Now, it's great when I can meet them where they're at if they are in need of help and I can be a consultant and someone that helps serve their needs through the process they're going to. But in the course of doing that, that's the nature of doing a sales job, which is one of the world's oldest professions. You're going to just encounter people that have no need for what you're doing. And that's okay. And you have to be able to emotionally detach yourself from that and move past understanding that rejection is not a rejection of you as a human. It's just 
that place where that human is in time. And so if we can lose the emotional attachment, it doesn't necessarily have to be in sales. It could be something, you know, that's in your workplace right now. It could be something that is going on in relationships right now. And understand that everybody else is living their own movie inside of their own head at any given time. And their decisions or how they respond to you most likely is not an affront to your character, to who you are. So don't take it personally. And again, you don't want to go to the extreme on that and be around toxic people or things that are really ruining your emotional health. But if you can sit back and analyze, okay, why am I getting upset? Well, I'm getting rejected all day. Well, why am I getting rejected all day? Because I'm doing a sales job and that's part of what I'm doing. Okay. Then why am I letting that affect my personal emotions? I am just on the journey of moving towards accomplishing that which I want to accomplish. And really I'm developing a skill set allowing me to do that. And that's why I think this is one of the most important and valuable things you can build up throughout your life is this ability to emotionally detach from situations. Most likely it will never go away for all of us. So we're not going to become some stoic where nothing affects us emotionally. And if you are, you're probably even closer to a psychopath or a sociopath. However, it's being able to recognize our emotions for what they are and understand that we have to be able to detach from them in order to accomplish what we want in life. So that's just my thoughts on emotional attachment. The next thing I wanted to talk about today is opting out of the media. So here we find ourselves in 2021. 10 years ago, if you had a crystal ball looking into the future of where we are today, you wouldn't believe it social media, the news media, politics, things going on in the external environment. It's kind of hard to fathom. Even really a year ago, what this the landscape would look in terms of how everyone sees the world and has a worldview. It's changed and transformed so rapidly, it kind of makes our head spin as humans. It has outpaced our ability to keep up with what's going on. And unfortunately, there are companies, whether they're social media companies or news media companies or cable news or social media news, that understand how these work and have hijacked the human brain to, in my opinion, keep people in a trance where they are fixated on what's going on in the media so that they don't make progress in their own life and actually stay in a positive resonant frequency where they're focused on providing value and serving to others. And I say this because for much of my life and even maybe up until now, I have always been someone that I loved watching the news. I loved keeping up what was going on currently. I thought I was being a good citizen by keeping up with what was going on in the world. I knew I had this thing where I knew more than other people. So I had one up on them because I knew what was going on in the world and I'm better than them because you don't even know what's going on. You don't even read. And I think it's good to a certain extent. You'd want to know what's going on in the world because you want to have an understanding and indication of where the trajectory of the world is going. But all of that being said, I think I read a study somewhere and I could find this, I'm sure. I think 
10 minutes of watching the news a day is enough to increase anxiety levels by 80%. So maybe you enjoy watching the news and maybe you feel that that perfectly integrates into your life and that you're happy and healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, spiritually healthy, all those things, and you watch two hours of news a day. If you can, that's great. However, I know for me, if I do something like that where I'm watching two hours of news, or even if I'm just letting it seep into my subconscious through having it on the TV in the background or listening to it on the radio or whatever, I know that that causes an underlying anxiety within myself. And when that's the case, I am not as focused on creating. I am not as focused on ushering in the future of the world that I know is possible and that I am a sovereign creator individual being know I'm capable of. And so with that being said, I would like everyone to just take a moment within yourself and say, I'm going to opt out of the media, particularly the mainstream media that I think is built more or less for the purpose of keeping people in a trance and condensing your worldview to a certain set of circumstances that they control as the narrative. And that's what they want everyone to be talking about. So with that being said, I want you to think about that. Think about how the news media that you consume and whether that's, you know, and we don't have to remove it altogether. But think about how that's transforming your worldview and how you see the world when you go out into the world, when you interact with people. Think about how that is being altered by the news that you consume. And what we should do is just completely opt out of it. And so the media should become human to human, peer to peer source like this where you're listening to information that you know, you know, whether you want to call it keeping you current or whatever, but that you know allows you to stay informed, but also, also make progress as a human and work towards your goals and keep you in a positive resonant frequency where you are in service to others, where you love others, where you treat them with respect and where you're not fearful of what's going on. And you don't have anxiety with what's going on and you don't say, oh, the world's going to crap because of what I saw in the news. So I just wanted you to contemplate that and think about that and think about really how much news media do you consumed and what reasons do you have for not opting out? Because I know in my life, when I opt out of the media, everything's better. So just some food for thought. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is doing hard things. So that's a pretty broad topic. But basically, I look at it like this. This is going to sound kind of funny, but just hear me out. I, the weather here has been pretty cold lately. And lately, when it's cold outside, you really don't want to take cold showers when it's cold outside, especially at night before you go to bed. It would be so nice to just get warm and snuggly under your covers underneath the warmth of the, you know, covers and have the heat turned up on your room because it's cold outside and it feels good to get under the warm covers. And you really don't want to take a cold shower, but you know it's better for your health and you know you'll have deeper sleep if you take a cold shower. So what do you do? Do you go to bed and just say, mm, I'm going to not do it and get underneath the warm covers? Or do you say, okay, I know the harder thing to do is going to take, take a cold shower. I really don't want to take a cold shower right now. But for the sake of my health and the future hunter or the future self, whoever you are, I want to 
do the right thing that I know is going to make me healthier and actually make me sleep deeper so that I feel better tomorrow. And I know that if I take a cold shower before to bed, I will sleep deeper and I will probably wake up more refreshed the next day. And so with that being said, what do you do? Do you do the hard thing and do you take a cold shower? Or do you say, eh, it's not that big of a deal. I think I'm just going to go to bed, get underneath the warm covers. And so I have gone back and set forth with myself like that. You know, this last week has been cold outside and I didn't want to take a cold shower before I went to bed. And then I thought in the grand scheme of my life, what else am I cutting corners like that? What am I saying? Eh, it's it's kind of hard and it doesn't really matter that much anyway. So I'm just going to not do it. Or do you run head on into things that you know are hard, but are going to be better for your future self? And I'm saying this as much to myself as anybody else right now. How much do you embrace things that are tough? And I want my mindset to be of that I open tough things that are tough that I know are going to forge me and make me stronger and make me better. I want to open that and welcome it with open arms. And even though I know it's going to suck, I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to enjoy it and then enjoy the results of that when I, on the flipping, sleep better, have a better body or whatever it is. So I did a podcast with my mom last night and was just talking about habits. And it really comes down to, are you willing to do hard things? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? The most successful entrepreneurs are not necessarily the smartest. They're not necessarily the most hardworking. You know, a lot of times they are really hardworking. They are people that can withstand pain and do things that are harder for a longer time than other people. So I will leave you with that. What in your life do you know that you should be doing that's hard, but you don't really want to do it, but you know you should be doing it anyway? And run head on into those things and embrace those things and do them and just give yourself two weeks, four weeks, a month, and then build into a year. And then you build into five years. And then you, you build into a lifetime where you're, uncom you're comfortable doing uncomfortable things. So I will leave you with that today. Question yourself. What in my life is easy? What in my life is hard? And what in my life am I running from that's hard to do, but I know I should do anyway? And that is what I am going to do. So I say that to myself as much as anybody. But as a listener of this podcast, I want to challenge you with that and leave you with that thought today and go into the world and do things that you know are harder to do. So that being said, that was it for today's episode. I really appreciate you staying tuned to the end. And if you have any feedback or you know what you say, Hunter, you're so wrong about this topic. Let me know. And I'd love to talk about it and be exposed. So that being said, I love you. Thank you. Enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time. Peace.